Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. It's certainly an honor to have you, as always, when we like to get majestic on these airwaves. Is that what we're going to call it? Maybe it will be. I don't know. My last day of quarantine today, Wednesday, March 24th. It's been a battle, folks. It has been a battle. No episode out since last Monday, which is honestly a sin. Um, just didn't get around to it, but don't worry. I was, I was supposed to have a guest today, and uh, that fell through. We pushed it back. We're going to do that interview later on this week. Won't give any clues, but uh, it'll be someone that I think uh, some people will get a kick out of and uh, enjoy. So that'll be coming up soon. We'll be have a, a, a nice, fresh guest interview. Uh, someone that I've never um, interviewed before. It's going to be in the history of my podcasting career, which is not very long. It's going to be the most uh, highly touted, I guess, athletically recognition-wise, definitely, uh, with his resume. Um, well-known face in the athletic world. Uh, sports media world. Um, it'll be fun having them on. Uh, looking forward to it. That was going to be today. Unfortunately, that uh, fell through. It's just the way of the world. You know, you got to adapt. You have to overcome. Okay. Uh, quarantine. Been a battle. Been 14 days here. Um, can't believe it's only been 14 days since I left the States. In some days, you know, ways it feels like 14 years. Quarantine has gone uh, really fast and really slow. I think we all know the feeling in the past year. But I've just been using this as an opportunity to, to get in shape. I don't know why. I've just been working out hard. It's been something to do. But I'm also, I'm just getting ready. You never know, right? Like I was just, I was joking around having this conversation with someone the other day. But maybe there is some truth to it. Um, get get ready for the end of the world. What if the end of the world it, it comes around here soon? What if, that's, what if that's right around the corner? I mean, that's always a fun thing. Talk about zombie apocalypse, all those things like that. So I'm considering this more of a, it's a, it's a tryout. I'm getting ready for the end of the world. Hope, hoping it's not coming, but if it does come, I'm going to be fucking ready. I can guarantee you that. And right at the moment, like I don't have a lot of guns. I don't have an arsenal at my disposal. So this could be advice for other people in my situation. <clears throat> I don't have, I don't have a gun locker in the basement. I don't, I don't have the means to defend myself if shit hits the fan at the drop of a hat. And I'm talking immediately. I'm not talking about some fabricated scenario. We see this coming months in advance. I'm saying you wake up and shits. The fan is, there's shit all over the fan. Someone took a big shit and threw it at your bedroom ceiling fan. And there's shit everywhere. Like the shits hit it. Shit's all immersed. Shit's everywhere. You got to be ready to go right away. Me not having an arsenal. I think what would do me best. Just get in the best shape possible. And you showcase that. You, you maybe it's like an NFL combine style of showcase where you just you put your skill set out there. Me don't have any guns, no explosives, nothing like that that I can use, and m- maybe let people know that they're gonna need me on their side. I go straight just fitness, just just like if someone comes at me at the start of the end of the world, I run to the horizon as quick as I can. I just break for the horizon quicker than the other guy chasing me, and that's my plan for now. And then I think by doing so, you showcase your abilities. People are going to recruit you and you're going to get recruited to that winning team that's going to survive. Like, that's the thing. The world hits the shit, hits the fan. I'm surviving, people. I'm not going down. This is my plan. I get mom and dad are still in Calgary, sister and them too. I think shit hits the fan quickly, like drop of the hat, quick swoop airline, get a cheap flight, get them from Calgary, get them out to Ontario. I get them out here. Right now where I'm at, I, it's not that densely populated, but it's still a little too close to the American border. And I mean, everyone in Canada lives within an hour and a half of where I live. Like, let's just say like 
other than Toronto and like the only other big cities in the in the in the country, like there's nothing going on elsewhere. So I think strategically, I take the party up north, near where I went to school in North Bay. I feel like I got a lot of friends that have a lot of firepower up there, a lot of guns, a lot of people who know the woods. And another thing about Northern Ontario is like, if someone came at you up there, it would just be like, it'd be simple with me. Like, I just laugh. I mean, if someone was coming at me in Northern Ontario in that sense, end of the world, internet's not a thing, money's not a thing, like, come at me. I'll take, I'll take 10 steps into the woods past the tree line and you'll never see me again regardless of if you can or not you're just you're not going to go through that you're not going to go through those trees and find me up there in the woods up there when there's nothing but trees in northern ontario there's nothing up there i used to always say to people like if i was a gangster down in like toronto or somewhere montreal like just if you had a body to get just drive up to the middle of nowhere ontario drive right out in the middle of the woods and just throw the thing in the woods like how, how could you get caught backtracking back to what the point of the story was end of world survival I think Northern Canada, that's where I'm going. Especially, you throw zombies in the fold. I've never seen a zombie movie that has uh, snow in it. Have you ever seen a, a zombie movie with snow? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I just haven't seen one. But I don't think zombies, the way that they've been portrayed in the movies, how they move and how they get around, they can't fuck around in the ice and the snow. They'd get frozen stiff, frozen solid. They can't do it. I mean, obviously, living in Canada in that sort of survival mode would be insane, though staying warm winters would be tough you'd have to get a little chubby in the you'd want to get a little chubby in summertime because come fall come winter you're, you're going to be skipping some meals so you want to have a little extra something going on down there a little extra something so you can keep yourself going keep yourself warm but i seriously think northern canada that, that's where i'd want to go so i'm just get i'm just staying in shape and you know worst comes to worst take the family we we dart up we dart up northern canada and we um we we join we, we showcase our skills and we join tasks we join forces with someone that knows what the fuck they're doing and we make a stand for it. we make it we, make, we survive that's uh that's what was on my mind today i don't know why and i felt like i'd have to share that with you folks so stay in shape get ready if you're not getting ready this is your cue this is your chance this is the sign you've been waiting for to take that step and get yourself ready it might not be for yourself it might be for survival of, of those around you in which you love so how about you how about you lock that in for a second and start taking something fucking seriously for once, okay? You don't need to hear it from me, the guy that has a podcast with six listeners, okay? But maybe maybe this will get through to you that direction. I'm not sure. So get working out, but don't take like don't take pre-workout or any of that shit. I know I have a I have a big bone to pick with pre-workout. I'm not really sure why. Like I I think the first time I can ever remember seeing pre-workout was when I would have been 16. So that would have been like 2011, 2010, around there. I would have been 16, right around then. And that was the first time I'd ever seen it. I was starting to see guys start taking it before hockey and stuff. And oh, Sorry, you guys stay hydrated. Um, saw a guy start taking it before hockey, and I'd be like, what the fuck is that? And they'd be like, ah, oh, you know, pre-workout, get you fired up. Like, it's basically an energy drink. Gets you, gets you, gets you motivated, gets you feeling good. And then obviously, you know, I've, I've taken it like, I used to take like a cup, you know, when you go to the GNC or Popeyes and they give you all those stupid like trial packs of like, you know, pre-workouts and stuff. I've taken ones and like, like from that or the occasional scoop from my buddies. And like, obviously I, I, I see why it's appealing. It's kind of hilarious. Like, you know, you definitely do get a jump from it. You get the tingles, you know, which, you know, they feel good in your shins and in your fingers and whatever and, and what have you. But then I personally, my philosophy was always like, I was scared to take it because... I, I didn't ever wanted to rely on that. 
especially not to play hockey, but even just to work out. Like every time I see people, like I see guys like when you when you're doing like a bunch of pre, I see got so many guys to do pre workout, but then like ninety percent of them are doing pre workout, and then they're wearing converses and they just go in and do curls for an hour in the mirror, and they do like stuff like that. I'm like, what did you really need to do pre workout for that? It's just I don't understand the benefits of it, and I also feel like it's got to be so bad for you. Like that tingling feeling isn't. I don't. I don't. Know, I'm not a scientist. I imagine that's got to be the central nervous system. I heard a story of this guy that um, he used to take a ton of pre-workout and he was one of those guys that like works in those GNC stores and shit. <clears throat> and he used to try them all and, you know, not review them, but just because he was around all the different brands and pre-workouts, you know, he was got his nose in there doing those test samples probably. And I mean, one time he tried uh, too many in a row or not like he was like sitting there having a bunch of them, but he tried one once and felt fucked, felt completely like wiped energy wasn't coming back felt like he was literally sick so he goes to the doctor and he says yeah man like you i don't know what you do but like you've fraught you've completely fried your your central nervous system like it's just you can't work out and took the guy like the guy to take three years off couldn't work out couldn't do anything so i don't know i heard that one horror story and didn't do a lot of backing into it didn't do any more research and if that's the truth it's all i needed to fucking hear but the way i look at it if you need pre-workout to work out like, you're not that fucking... You can't be that motivated. Lose the pre-workout. It's a fucking joke. Like, you're going to start taking it. Then you're going to rely on it. And then, you know, the time you don't have it, you skip it. Then you're going to be skipping workout. I want my fucking pre-workout, man. There's no... It's what you put into the workout, man. You can't just be going in there without 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 being motivated. What? Shut up. Lock up the pre-workout. Or for some reason, I keep seeing this thing online. Like, these viral videos of, like, someone taking a bang energy... And putting like a scoop of pre-workout in it and shotgunning it. Like that almost made me throw up. Like I think I would just pass away. I'd do the Nestie dive, the brisk dive. Remember when they used to do those commercials where the guy would just fall backwards? That would be me. I'd take one sip of that shit. I'd be a goner. Only I wouldn't fall into a nice water, like a nice little pool of water like it was in the brisk thing. If I, if I did that, I'd fly right into the fiery pits of you know where. I'd be gone. That'd be the end of me don't like, pre-workout just gas it you don't fucking need it like i just find i love social media and all this shit is so hilarious like i've just in the last three years i've never seen so many people with like, we got the we got the therapy guns we got the massagers we got people wearing like compression which is great athletic wear all this stuff people are spending thousands of dollars guys roll to the gym to go in there for 45 minutes they got a a fucking duffel bag with uh, different gloves, different straps, chalks, different um, oils, different lathers. I'm like, we're in here. We've got people that are working out 30 minutes a day and they're spending $16,000 a fucking year on all this bullshit just to get out there and do a couple leg swings and, and run on the Stairmaster for 20. It blows my mind. Like, that's why for some reason I, I have such a respect for runners. I, I'm not a runner. People that run are peasants to me. I don't understand it. But I have such a respect for them still because it's free. You go out there and you just fucking go on the pavement and just run. You run around. You just go out there and run. Probably one of the best things for you. People that say, oh, I don't run. It's bad for my body. You hurt my knees. Shut up. You don't You don't run because you don't want it. That's why you don't run. It's simple. There's a simple equation there. You run, you'll be okay. But I just, I've, I've such respect for that form of just free exercise. Like I wish... I just ran. For some reason, I'm right into the road biking right now. 
And to get into the road biking, I needed to just continually spend a lot of money until I had all the gadgets that I thought I needed. And then, you know, there's never going to be enough or stuff like that. But I like road biking to a capacity other than me spending a good clip on my bike and some equipment, pedals, fucking helmet, shoes, all that shit. It's, you go out there and you ride your bike around. I mean, I respect the soul cycle, the spin class, all that shit. I like going to those, but to, to just hold yourself accountable, go out there, run, go for a walk every day, ride your bike around, ride the shitty 10 speed that's sitting in your shed you haven't seen in years. Go for a half hour lap on that. Doesn't have to spend a bunch of money. You don't need the Theragun to uh, to roll out your glutes because you went through a walk to the park and then you hit the Stairmaster for 38 minutes last night with Tina on the uh, on the fucking down there at Soul Train, Soul Cycle, or that whatever that cult's called. Don't even get me started on that. Been down that road before. Scary place, I tell you. But um, this was crazy in the news this week. And just to speak about, we're on the tangent of sports now. And now I'm just rolling. I don't really know where we're going with this. But this this one was blowing up. And, and for good reason. And I mean, it obviously makes sense. But the you've all seen the videos of it. You've all seen the fucking the opinions. I, I didn't come out right on this. But the NCAA fucking dress weight rooms, whatever you want to call them. The men's versus the women's. Like, <clears throat> just such a... Honestly, just a, I hate these tiring arguments when they're just comparing men's and women's sports. Like, it's just... It's so asinine to me and it drives me so nuts. Like, just, I don't, I laugh. Like, I understand the message and why it has to go viral and all this shit. And, like, why that, obviously, this needs to be addressed 100% because, I mean, it is bullshit. Like, they're Division I athletes. Like, and now is their setup for March Madness, like, their big tournament. Like, that's just not acceptable, I imagine. Like, I think that that, like, that video just could have gone viral to begin with. Like, it doesn't have to be compared to the men's. It's just like, this is a piss poor setup. Like they're D1 NCAA college athletes. Like why aren't they getting better treatment than that? That's their weight room. Don't you want like, I don't know. Like wouldn't, I just, just shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. But one thing I can say is I fucking guarantee you that whoever is in charge of the men's weight room for the NCAA March Madness tournament, whoever's in charge of getting that set up, the logistics of getting that equipment in there, and um, using the funds, the manpower necessary to set up that fucking wicked-looking gym with all the platforms, every weight you could ever imagine, court and everything like that for the practice area. The guy who was involved with that for the NCAA March Madness tournament has not a fucking thing to do with the women's setup. I guarantee you that. That man is completely not involved at all in anything to do with the women's setup of their literal gymnasium like hotel room dumbbells rack which only went up to 35 pounds I believe that was sitting in the corner he has nothing to do with that so I understand the anger and uh the the videos all being put forth and I I forget the girl's name that had the TikTok that went viral and got this whole conversation started but at the end she she goes if you don't if this doesn't anger you you're part of the problem and I'm like, okay, well, I understand, like, anger you, but, like, it, anger me? I'm I'm part of the problem? Why are you talking to me? I'm fucking, at the moment, when I, I'm up in Canada sitting on my fucking thumb. How about you send that video to the person who's in charge of your tournament? The person who's in charge of that. And I saw some coach reach out, and I don't know all the facts of who's involved and who's in charge of what. I think the guy's name's Mark Emmett or something. He's in charge of something for, something that involves directly what should be taken care of in this capacity. I saw him get called out to a degree. And yeah, get mad at him. Get mad at the people like that. 
And the people that have the argument that are always like, well, the men's tournament, the revenue they generate is so much more than the women's. No shit. No shit. Like, that's just, shut up. That's not even the point. That has That is not the point at all. And when people keep, and first of all, I just hate the compare, like the argument to begin with, it, it has no grain because the compare, like, I love women's sports. I'm so for women's sports. I don't fight for women's sports by making a consistent comparison to the men's level of play. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. The men's NCAA March Madness tournament started, I think, it's 1939. If it wasn't, it's the four. It's nineteen forty, but it's it's one of those two numbers. Nineteen thirty nine. That's when the men's tournament started. Nineteen eighty two was the first women's tournament. Like they they're they're separate bodies. Obviously, they're gonna and obviously viewership's different. You don't need to tell me that shit. But at the end of the day, regardless of gender, these are Division one athletes. They need to be taken care of as such. If this is the March Madness fucking tournament, you, you give them a weight room that is suitable for the needs they have as athletes that's just like that just goes without saying this isn't a men versus women's thing this is just like who's running the tournament over there who's in charge of that like how does that get slipped through the cracks so if i'm the per- people getting behind these viral videos directed at the people that are in charge of these things directed at them don't make a viral video that like in a way you're obviously i feel like simultaneously you're looking for a couple likes you know you want some notoriety i think there's obviously a little bit of that they're grabbing a little of attention behind the viral video you can't say they're not don't care if that's not a popular view they fucking are you you, you put that tweet out there like that that viral video you're firing up every idiot who doesn't give a shit about them not getting the weight room they want to to begin with you're just creating viral horse shit of a bunch of people coming behind being like women's sports isn't entertaining they don't make as much revenue and people start comparing the... Re- it's just, that's not... That doesn't get us anywhere. Let's direct this anger towards people that can actually make a difference. Let's not direct this anger at an f- avatar on Twitter that isn't real. A lot of people forget that the internet isn't real. It's not real life. These aren't real people. This is fake. Don't fight the fight there. We're going to win this fight elsewhere, okay? I'm all for the women being treated the way they need to be treated. Because they're, they're Division One athletes. They should be. It was a disgrace what's going on over there. But it just kind of drives me nuts seeing how these things get taken care of. I'm like, have we seen any success of things being brought up like this in the past for women's sports? No. Let's try a different direction. All right? Like, I, haven't, I don't have kids. I'm assuming one day I will. If I have a daughter, I'm hoping she plays sports. I'm definitely going to teach her to fucking love her sport. Fight for her sport. Don't live to compare yourself to the men's game. It's not the same sport. They're totally they're their own thing. They don't one doesn't like they don't live with the other. They're their own entity. And you and you fight for that. You don't fight for comparisons and this, that. You fight for the right treatment that you need. And as Division One athletes in the NCAA Division One March Madness tournament, they deserve better than that. That's no brainer. That's the end of the story there, alright? Interesting though, I, I need to go this is funny. We're talking about vi- kind of going viral. This Next story, nowhere near the viral, the viral, is viralness a thing? You know what I, I say it, you're going to know what I mean. Nowhere near the viralness of what I was just talking about, the March Madness tournament and all that shit. 
But is Gord Miller? This ha- now this happened days ago. This happened not long after my last episode. But I have to, I have to bring it up because this is another. I'm not a teacher, folks, but this is another great lesson. This is what we all need to realize. Is what we all need to really hone in, especially with us all being on technology like we are these days, which is fucking a lot. I'm going nuts. I need to get off quarantine immediately. Like today, I wanted to record this podcast seven hours ago. I keep. I go, I go, I go, I have nothing to do. All of a sudden I look over and the next thing you know, I'm on my phone for 12 minutes looking at TikToks, doing absolutely nothing, going insane. And I feel like this just has been happening at multiple different times throughout the day. And it, it must come to an end. I'm sick of it. But, but sorry, not to get off the tangent, back to what I'm talking about, this viral story. Um, <clears throat> Gordon Miller. Gordon Miller from TSN. Um, in, this, in this barstool little beef they had that, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate it. I feel like I, my girlfriend keeps hearing me talk about this with people on the phone and she keeps laughing and saying, you're such a loser. Like, you're such a loser, Harrison. And I'm like, I know, I am. And I by no means, I'm not defending barstool sports. I don't love barstool. I just like, I feel like I understand and I grasp the internet and people are like so stupid. They just can't seem to figure it out. And like for the barstool against the, they just keep getting in this shit. It's just hilarious to me. So Gordon Miller for those of you who do and don't know, Gordon Miller works for TSN, so Sports Center up in Canada. Did a lot. He calls a lot of different games. Did the World Juniors. Does hockey. He did the CFL for a long time. He's all over the place. He's on an analyst. He does all that shit. He's on whatever. You know, he's not a former player, but he's a good broadcaster and he's been doing his job well for a long time up in Canada. Uh, he's with NBC, I believe now too. So American viewers, <clears throat> people over in Europe and whatnot. If you're catching games on NBC, you might. You might know who I'm talking about, Gordon Miller. He's a good guy. I was a bartender in downtown Calgary once at Joey's in Eau Claire, and he sat right at my bar once uh, with his wife and two other and another couple. And he was a really nice guy. They they had some great. They had some coffee. I think it was Stampede. They were getting after it a bit though. They were definitely on their way to have a great evening. Had some cocktails, but they were really nice. I mean, I knew who he was, and I reached out and shook his hand, and he shook mine. And nice fellow. Not, nothing against him, but he's on Twitter the other day and. This is this is how it unfolds. This is how this whole thing got started. It's like some I don't know if it was a real person. I don't even think it was on Twitter. It was like someone tweeting at Gord being like, "Hey Gord, um, when are you going to be on Spit and Chicklets?" Like question mark question mark. Would love to see it. It's been it's been long enough. We need you on there. And you know this is a literal nobody. This is a no one on Twitter just tweeting this at Gord randomly. And Gord replies, and to which Gord replies something along the lines of. Oh, I love their show. I respect what they do, but anything involving Barstool is a huge no for me. So you can imagine how that turns out. That gets immediate reaction from a couple people who witness it, but then eventually those reactions are going to be seen by someone who matters, some people who are going to blow it up. And of course, that's exactly what happens. And then <clears throat> next thing you know, Gord Miller's doubling down on his comments saying that he doesn't believe in like being involved with a company that has such... It's always like past, I don't even know what they're talking about. They're saying that they like uh, promote non-consensual sex and misogynist jokes, sex, sexist jokes, racism, the whole nine yards. And, and I mean, they're talking about Barstool, which obviously like owns spit and chicklets. But like, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, well, first of all, I just laugh. Like, so then El Presidente, Dave Porte, like obviously gets involved. He's asking Gord to go on a live stream 
and call like basically call him out for his accusations and answer it with backed information and he'll answer to any accusations he has and obviously Gord's not going to do that because that'd be just nothing but bad news for Gord but I mean Gord quickly tried to act like it wasn't really a big deal but then for like two days his Twitter feed was just full of this shit talking about it and then people are going back and forth at him and then you know kind of creates this like you know on on the internet everyone's just fighting because Barstool is so bad as we know for having like Anytime you come at Barstool and they, they don't, they're not afraid to push back ever, they're like hordes of supporters are going to come at you online. And then like, he's like, Gord Miller was like retweeting one of them being like, because the, the person on Twitter was like saying like, I'm coming for your Gord, like you're dead. And then he's like, Barstool like supporters are th- like, are threatening to kill me and Portnoy's promoting it. I'm like, what? Can we reiterate that this isn't real life? This isn't real life, people. This is like Gord Miller's complaining about like people with no avatar with six followers that are like literally burner accounts tweeting at him. And he's like, he's crying wolf about it. People, this isn't real fucking life. Gord Miller, like you took the gander to hop onto Twitter. Like realistically, like you're 48, like you call the games on. No one gives a fuck what you tweet about. Like, I just like, it's fu- It's Twitter, man. It's not real life. People forget this all the time. It's crazy. And I just found the... The funniest part was that this whole thing, I'm like, no, they didn't even ask Gord to come on. Like, this whole shit show started, and now, like, he's not even going to come on. Which he was probably never going to come on in the first place. So it's just just a very odd scenario. I mean, I don't love Barstool by any means. I think they're kind of funny. I like Dave Portnoy. I get a kick out of him. I don't even really listen to Spit and Chicklets. I don't really consume any of their content. Like, I follow them on Instagram and shit. But, like, I just like how they they get in shit and they don't back down. Like, and, and they don't need... They don't need to. Like, they've done dumb shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not discrediting the fact that they have said hilarious things that aren't right. They've done things that are wrong. But, like, for Gordon Miller to be like, ah, I can't go on Spittin' Chicklets because they had a blogger in 2011 make an article that was really, really offensive. So I'm not going to go on a podcast that's hosted by a company that employed someone 11 years ago that said something that's clearly wrong. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. And, like, call Barca what they want, but they're, like, one of the only media industries that is doing it right in this modern day. Like, they're fucking everywhere. So good for them. But, like, my God, like, fucking Gord Miller. What a tough look. Like, how many people found out who Gord Miller is through this incident for the first time? Like, that's not how you want to be brought to the limelight. Like, God love you, Gord. I hope to see you on the CFL games again though soon. Honestly, Gordon Miller, your voice reminds me more of the CFL than anything. CFL's probably fucking done for. I I don't think a lot of people realize I have a CFL's a huge soft spot in my heart. It was like my first job ever. I was a ticket taker. Those days are probably numbered. There's a rumor that they're gonna get involved with the XFL. Let's make it happen. Let's get an American division in the CFL again. Well, they used to have Baltimore. They had a bunch of teams. I don't even remember. They used to have a team in Las Vegas. They used to have teams that the anthem singers didn't even know the fucking anthem. They couldn't even sing the Canadian anthem in the CFL games. That's that was that's the league, baby. We can't let this league die. It's funny, like, no one gives a fuck about it in Canada either. Like, no one cares about the CFL at all. It's actually horrifically sad. Like, why wouldn't we support it? I don't understand why everyone's so quick to hate on the CFL. Why would we not support it's um it's hilarious, man. It's 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 three down football. It's I think it'd be so cool if every single person young person under 30 we just banded behind the cfl and like i don't care if you don't think it's as good of a game as as the nfl or i don't care it's different that's where like, i laugh sometimes i've heard my dad my dad will argue and be like it's a better game 
it's a, I would rather watch three down game than than watch what's going on in the NFL. It's a better product put on the field. Why don't we all just start? Out, why don't we all just go that route? Why don't we all just start doing that? Like I feel like when maybe the generation right before mine, not even like if I was born twenty years earlier, I feel like people cared about the CFL. People definitely care about it out west in Western Canada more, but like if you're not within an if you don't live in the city where there's a CFL team, you probably don't give a shit. Unless you live in Saskatchewan or Manitoba. They're really into it. Nowhere else does. But maybe that's a change we got to derive here. Let's get something crazy going. Sell the TV deal to something hilarious. Get, just get it going. I'd love to be a commentator in the CFL, XFL combination they're going to create. So moral of the story, if you're, not, if you're not from Canada and you're listening to this too, get involved with the CFL. We need to save it. Pandemic, might that be the biggest casualty. If the CFL dies, that's the one we're all going to remember. Okay? I can guarantee you that. Some rich asshole will come and turn the entire league into a non-fungible token. And they'll sell it and some asshole will buy that and they'll put it up in his digital house that he bought online. And I'll ask him, is it much like Sims? He'll say, no, it's better. It's better because in this virtual world, I'm real. And I'm real sexy. Folks, um, not much more I'm going to touch on this episode. There's, um, you know, there's, there's another one going to be coming up in just a couple of days. I'm going to release that as soon as I can because the interview will be done on Friday afternoon. I could touch up a couple extra minutes of my own time uh, before and after, and then um, we're going to be on a roll here. So that'll, that'll be out in the coming, the coming days. I'm going to be out of quarantine here soon. Hopefully work will be picking up soon, but the, the podcast is an absolute priority. A lot of fun things going to happen here in the summer I'm planning and uh, the project is literally just getting started, people. I cannot reiterate that enough, folks. This is episode number 32. Is it 32, folks? Who's that then? Who are we going to go with for number 32? Dale Hunter? Can't believe I just pulled that out of my ass the top of my head. That's 100%. He 100% wore number 32. I can see it in my head right now. Uh, Dale Hunter, absolute fucking wagon, man. Hunter is second in NHL history with three thirty-five hundred and sixty-five penalty minutes. He is also the only player to record over 1,000 points in 3,000 pims. Dale played 19 seasons with the Nordiques, the Capitals, and the Avalanche, and he retired in 1999 with 323 goals and 697 assists. Now he's the coach and owner of the London Knights. I'm sure he makes a pretty penny doing that as well. But what a fucking career, man. You don't see guys like that anymore. Like, look, I'm going to read you uh, his 1980s stats. Let me read you his 80s. This is read you the, his first one, two, three, four, five years in NHL. This is Dale Hunter's first five years in NHL. With the Quebec Nordiques. Comes in, 80 games played, 19 goals, 44 assists, 63 points, 226 penalty minutes. 1981-82, 80 games played, 22 goals, 50 assists, 72 points, 272 penalty minutes. 1982-83, 80 games played, 17 goals, 46 assists, 63 points, 206 pims. 80-45, 82 games played. He played 82 fucking games. 20 goals, 52 assists, 232 pimps. Guy's not out for a fucking... The guy didn't get a nosebleed that year somehow. Guy's totally fine. Just it really very impressive to me. The, amount, like, the guy had multiple 20-goal seasons. 
was a captain forever. I mean, 19 seasons. Like, are you kidding me? Absolute sin they didn't win a cup, though. But they, they don't make players like that anymore. They really don't, folks. But, I mean, speaking of players like that anymore, I got I to gotta just touch on the Curtis Gabriel situation because that's awesome. I don't give a fuck what you say about that. A lot, of, a lot of people have a lot to say about this kid, and especially after the show, you know, when he's running up and down the red line. Like, that's hilarious. That was honestly comical. When I saw Spin Chicklets' tweet, that was how I first seen it, saying he was on the prowl. And, like, it was hilarious enough seeing him just skate up and down the red line like a caveman, drum, like, dragging his club. But then when Gabriel cuts in front of him, maybe takes an inch or two over the red line, he gave him a little little business. That was funny. Like, how can you not like this guy? Like, he's making shit exciting again. I mean, obviously, it's a tough look when you go out there and get the brakes beat off you. Pretty badly by McDermott. But, I mean, the guy shows up every night. He's making it interesting. Yeah, I mean... Maybe you shouldn't be like that and when you're losing. He's lost every fight he was in this year for sure. Maybe he's, he needs to start winning. That's a lot of people's arguments. A lot of former fighters, tough guys, that's what they're all saying. But no one loves to shit on the current day p- players that still fight than fight fans from yesterday. Like, the people that are like, Well, fucking these guys win last two days with... Bobby Probert and Tony Twist and the boys in the 80s, they wouldn't last fucking 10 minutes. And then, like, the boys are up there fighting, and then everyone's just chirping them. I'm like, can we shut up and get behind these guys? Fuck. I say we just all get behind, Kurt, like, this Gabriel kid. What if we all just started buying his jersey? You know how John Scott got voted into the All-Star game that one year? What if we all started buying Gabriel's jersey? We made him the most famous NHL player on the planet. To the point that every team would have no choice but to restart the arms race. And every team in the NHL would have a bunch of fucking tough guys again. I mean, maybe that maybe the arms race is already starting. All these division games, the rivalries are up. Fighting's up a lot right now. And it's too bad that fighting's up so much with no fans. That's all I can think about. But uh, just, just food for thought. Just something fun to think about. Get behind the guy. But um, honestly, I haven't been watching much hockey lately. Maybe I'm going to tune into it the second half of the year. We'll see. But, uh, folks, I don't think I'm going to touch on too much more. I mean, this is uh, we're over half an hour here. It's just me this week. Uh, we're having a good time as always. The show rolls on. We have such a good time here on the air. We like to get joyous. I like to laugh with my listeners. Ha, ha, ha. So this is episode number 32. We had a great time doing it. I think um, hope you enjoyed your little escape this week with me, with the pod. That's how we do it. We get away. We get in the project. We get away from things for a little bit. We, re- we regroup. We regroup. We regroup. That was scary. Regroup. We recalibrate. That's what we do here on the program, folks. This is episode number 32. This is your host, the most hopsy. Bye for now, and we'll be talking to you very soon.